No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. It doesn't matter what you think. The Wrestling Round presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 53 of Break It Down with Brian H. Wow. More than a year's worth of content, even though it's not quite the year anniversary as we will celebrate the one year anniversary of the podcast coming up in February. But um, definitely, it's uh, been some good times, you know, um, this past week we celebrated one year for wrestling for the culture. Also celebrated my sister Megan's 31st birthday. So shout out to her. Um you know, Wrestling for the Culture was actually launched on her 30th birthday um, last year when I was in California for my regular day job. I had a conference out there and I started the blog while I was in my hotel room, you know, just kind of passing time by as I was trying to get used to that West Coast, you know, from the East Coast right here in Baltimore City, uh, Maryland, for those who do not know. I know there's Ohio has a Baltimore, but we know the real Baltimore is right here in Maryland. Um, But, you know, I had to go out there for work and, you know, everybody was asleep and you would think I would have went to sleep, but nah, you know. Uh, So I was like, you know, I want to write. And which led to me from writing, led to it becoming a video series weekly this past august so uh make sure you check it out this week uh, one of the highlights faye jackson a good friend of mine uh, won the bcw championship first ever bcw women's champion she also retained her tag team titles with her partner willow nightingale down at Queens of Combat as they defeated the Sinister Sweethearts. So make sure you check that out. Of course, we I talked about Bobby Lashley winning the Intercontinental Championship and more. So let's get right into it. What is going on? You know, the title of this show is Sasha Banks is ready to show that she is the boss. And before we get into that, let's roll the top rope. Going up to the top rope. It's time for this week's Top Rope segment of the week. Top Rope this week. Sasha Banks and Bailey defeating Natalia and Ronda Rousey. So I'm sitting there watching this. I said, wait a minute. Natalia's going to tap. Natalia's going to tap and tap. She did making Ronda Rousey for the first time in WWE a loser. She's in the... All right, maybe I shouldn't call her a loser, but guess what? She lost. Um, definitely, she's in the L column. So, I thought that was great. Um, I am convinced that Sasha could go into the Royal Rumble this Sunday and defeat Ronda Rousey. They have done a great job. I know a lot of my friends. Shout out to Kahar, uh, listening out there in Minnesota. A lot of my friends said. You know what? Sasha's going to uh, be fed to Rousey. It's not really cool. And, you know, I'm not going to lie and say, oh, man, you know, that's not the case. Because it did feel like that was the case. However, if you want Rousey to have a good match, it only made sense. We wanted Sasha and Ronda Rousey. Now, granted, I'm pretty sure there are some Sasha fans who won it in the Royal Rumble. I mean, won it at WrestleMania. But nonetheless, 
Don't be surprised, I should say, if for some reason Sasha wins this match. She probably won't. And I'll have a preview show. Still working on the logistics for that one. But nonetheless, I'm excited about it. I'm convinced it's going to be a great match. Uh, because one of the things I like, and this is the thing, Sasha Banks has went out there and she's kind of, she's, as the real Dwayne Allen would say, cooking with grease. You know, uh, it wasn't too long ago where my brother and co-host, co-owner of the Wrestling Realm, stated that Bianca Belair was proving that she was more of a boss than Sasha Banks. But, you know, recently I'm like, wow, Sasha's really looking like she's a boss. She's looking like she's owning it. Uh, She's not just happy to be in the ring with Ronda Rousey. She's like, no, you coming in here. You could be happy that you're going to face me. But look, this is my territory. I own it. And that's what I'm happy to see. So, and I like the fact that her and Bailey got the win over Natalia and Ronda Rousey. Um, and you still protect Rousey by not getting her, letting her take the pin or the submission. So, I'm really excited for that. Definitely looking forward to this match. Let's move on over to SmackDown as uh, Becky Lynch continues to prove that she is indeed the man. So her and Oscar face off. Okay, you know, we know they're going to take on each other for the SmackDown Live Women's title. Wouldn't be surprised if this match actually opened up the Royal Rumble. Um, I do think it's going to be a good match, but just wouldn't be surprised. Charlotte Flair comes out, instigates, has all this stuff to say. And she reminds like, look, I beat Sasha more times than I can count. I beat Ronda up. I ended, I beat you, Bailey, before. and I mean, Becky. And... I ended Oscar's streak, and I'm going in to win the Royal Rumble. What did I see? I saw that right now there's no other woman that looks as if she could win the darn thing. Yes, I am saying it right here on the record. Charlotte Flair is my pick to win the Royal Rumble. That would make her and Rick the first father and child duo to ever win the Royal Rumble. It will happen this Sunday. So, um, but nonetheless, and then, you know, she even picked, you know, let Carmella know backstage, you know, Charlotte is walking around like the queen that she is folks. And I am loving every bit of it. That is the reason why she is my favorite women's wrestler in the business today. Um, you know, it was a couple of years ago I was rooting against her. Um, Royal, we was got ready for WrestleMania 32. Shout out to my brother Corey from the Wrestle Marks of Excellence. We used to do a show called the Wrestling Summit. Each week going there, he said, Charlotte is leaving, going into WrestleMania as the Divas Champion, and she's leaving out as the Women's Champion. Didn't want to believe it. I thought... You know, this is going to be Sasha Banks' time. You know, she's going to have Snoop Dogg. But no, it was Charlotte. And it made sense. She is head and shoulders better than the rest of them. Well, all right. She was at the time, I should say. That time, we didn't take Becky Lynch the way we take her now. Um, so, I'm excited. I can't wait. Let's move on. Naomi versus Mandy Rose, folks. We finally got the showdown. Happened in this past week on SmackDown. Mandy Rose came out with Sonya Deville. And I said last week that was going to be trouble. I said on Wrestling for the Culture this past episode, this is going to be trouble. And sure enough, it was. 
It was Sonya Deville costing Naomi the match. Um, so this isn't over. Um, and I'm glad I, I tweeted this at Wrestling Realm. Glad this match did not take place at the Royal Rumble. It would have ended up on a pre-show or it would have been an afterthought because you have the Women's Royal Rumble. You have the two women's title matches. Then you got the WWE Championship match. And you have the um, Universal Championship match and the SmackDown Live Tag Team title matches. So it's not really enough room for a personal beef. I mean, for goodness sakes, Rusev and Shinsuke, a United States Championship match, is on a pre-show. The Cruiserweight title is on the pre-show. The Intercontinental Championship is not on the line at all at the Royal Rumble. So you don't want to put Mandy Rose and Naomi, you know. They'll they'll clash again. Um, I can see them clashing inside the Elimination Chamber. And then, you know, I don't think this feud goes all the way to WrestleMania. Um, it's just, honestly, there's no point. Uh, but I do think that it will clash in the end somewhere, maybe a fast lane. Wouldn't be surprised if it, it, you know, it took place at fast lane. It's too many pay-per-views. I know Sasha Banks said that and I didn't finish, get a chance to listen to that podcast. I said I was going to check it out. Um, but, um, yeah, I got to see, you know, what she said with edge and Christian. So let's move on. We also saw that Lacey Evans made her debut. So, um, this came right after Alexa Bliss had another moment of bliss, and she had Nia Jax on there. And during that show, Nia and others got into it. You know, you had Ember Moon and Alicia Fox, a couple other women from the women's division. Alexa Bliss stood on top of the chair, said order, you know, reminded everybody whose show it was. And then right there, she made the announcement. That she was returning to the ring. We all know she's been out due to injury. But she says she's coming back. She will be in the Royal Rumble. And the crowd popped. But then all of a sudden the music hit. And here comes Lacey Evans. And she added that she's going to bring some class to the Royal Rumble. So mixed emotions. Um, Shout out to my brother Glenn. Uh, from the Wrestling Marks of Excellence, also Fox Sports Radio 1340. Make sure you check out his recap show on YouTube. Said he wished they would have waited. And, you know, he and I talked off the air, and pretty sure he won't mind me discussing this on the air, that um, I said I understood why, you know, you have Alexa Bliss who kind of, you know, you... He made a point. The pay-per-view was already sold. I said I understood why they did it because I felt like the segment was just kind of going downhill and people was just like, all right, here we go again. Suddenly you make this announcement, you have everybody excited. So we will get Alexa Bliss inside the Royal Rumble. Last year, you know, her and Charlotte was on the outside as they was watching because they were champions. This year, she and Charlotte are not champions, and they will be in the Royal Rumble. So I think this is great. I'm glad to see that she's cleared. I know there was rumors that possibly her career was over, and maybe it was moving her position. And that's why you just can't believe rumor and innuendo. Um, so let's move on to um, NXT. Bianca Belair and Shayna Baszler, folks. Talked about this a little bit on Wrestling for the Culture, so I'm going to touch on it briefly. I am excited. Um. You have two women who are 
almost this is like not flawless, but coming in, you have Bianca Belair who hasn't lost a match. And you have Shayna Baszler, who, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, she's only lost two matches: one to Kyrie Sane and the other to Ember Moon. Both of them, it's like a big heavyweight showdown. It's like watching this one fighter who's undefeated, but then you start wondering, have they been challenged or are they just that good? Then you have this other fighter who's kind of got knocked down, but bounced right back up. And now the showdown will happen. Who wins? Only time will tell. I'm not sure who's going to win this match. Obviously, I've been a fan of Bianca Belair, so I'm rooting for her. Like I said, only time will tell. Now it's time for the Tapped Out. Here's our Tapped Out segment of the week. So, my Tapped Out this week. I am tapping out to the WWE announcing the fact that they wanted to reveal the women who are going to be in the Royal Rumble. And slowly but surely, on Sunday, they announced who was coming out or who was going to be involved. Why not keep the whole thing as a surprise? Now, I know they probably left room for about seven or ten surprises. But still, what was the point? We know if you put them on a graphic. We're kind of smart. We know that pretty much all the women that's on the main roster will be in the Royal Rumble. There was no sense in doing that. So that's my tapped out. So, I'm going to take a quick break. Got a word from my homie Jordan. Get a listen as she talks about her podcast. What's up, guys? It is Jordan Curl. I am the host and producer of the On The Six podcast. You can hear the show every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else that podcasts are heard. We discuss gaming, esports, and any other topics that's on your mind featuring guest interviews as well as news from around esports i hope you're tuned in and now back to break it down with brian h brought to you by the wrestling world and i'm back ladies and gentlemen so that was my good friend jordan carroll make sure you check out the on the sticks pod each and every week where you can get all your information about gaming Now, it's time to talk about the WWE Champion, the Daniel Bryan. Him and AJ Styles were set to have a face-to-face off with the boss himself, Vinnie Mac, inside the ring. Well, Daniel Bryan refused to get inside the ring simply because he said he didn't like how AJ Styles threw him into a dead to um on to a table full of dead animals talking about the hot dogs last week um and the two traded jabs back and forth until Vince McMahon quite frankly said enough I'm tired of it get in the ring Daniel and what I like was he said Vince this is what I'm you know I'm not getting in the ring because of this and then he started talking to Vince McMahon telling him you aren't you haven't done this and you tend to spend all your money. You're not environmentally safe and all this other stuff. Jibber jabber, jibber jabber. So I'm sitting there watching this and I am just entertained. This is some of the best work we've seen from Daniel Bryan in the WWE. Um, I like how he and AJ Styles 
um, have found a way to keep this feud entertaining. This goes all the way back to the week before the Survivor Series. You know, um, that's when Daniel Bryan took the title and then we scheduled to face Lesnar. We saw the match at TLC. And then you're wondering, okay, so Daniel Bryan, he's moved on. He's beat AJ Styles. Who's next? And they give it to us again. We get Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles again. This is a feud that I could see going all the way through WrestleMania. Why not? You know, you guys may get tired of it. I won't. I mean, I'm literally seeing my favorite wrestler of all time in the ring with a guy who, in all honesty, is one of my favorites out there right now. I would say, now that I can say it, that had Daniel Bryan not got back in the ring, AJ Styles was set to become my favorite guy. But he don't have to no more. It's Daniel Bryan's back, and he's the WWE champion. Um, and, you know, I give you, you know, let's talk. So, I was playing WWE 2K. Finally got a chance to play some 2K again. And I was playing a showcase mode. For those who had the video game, um, first of all, you can play with me. B Waters 24 on PlayStation 4. I almost said PS3. So, I'm playing the game, right? And they have this showcase mode. And it allows you to relive Daniel Bryan's story. We go all the way back when he was on Velocity. All the way through his feud with The Miz. Then his feud his team, uh, tag team with Kane. Then his feud with John Cena. Up until the feud with The Authority. And it makes you realize, like, wow, that was some emotional trying times. Especially if you're a fan like me. Where you just wanted to see your guys, the WWE champion. You didn't think it was going to happen. And then when it finally happened, injury snatched it away from him. So I was playing all that. Yesterday, I finally finished it. Um, I just had a couple more to do. I had to finish the feud with Kane, which I forgot he put Kane on a forklift and drove him to the ring. Um, just, you know, to eventually get the win. And then, you know, obviously the comeback. So all this. And then, you know, his career was over. And it's like, man, you know, it sucked. But then, as my boy Kahar would say, you know, I held out hope, and now my guy's back. And not only is he back, he is the WWE champion going into the Royal Rumble. You know, you may remember when he wrestled, uh, I want to say it was Mark Henry in the Big Show at the Royal Rumble 2012. Uh, If it's not, somebody correct me at Brian H. Waters. But, you know, it was good times. And now, like I said, my guy's back as the champion. Things all is right in the world. So I'm really looking forward to this match with him and AJ Styles. Do I think this is going to be the end? Maybe not. Um, perhaps we'll see them meet again at WrestleMania. I mean, who else is on the level? When you really look at the SmackDown roster, you tell me who's deserving to be the WWE champion. Who's deserving to be in this feud with Daniel Bryan? You know, sure, we could go Randy Orton. Been there, done that. Randy Orton's a heel. You know, Mustafa Ali, not ready yet. Uh, Rey Mysterio, sure. Don't know if it would be believable, but you know, right now, I mean, the only person maybe Rusev, but he's the intercom. I mean, the U.S. champion. So I don't know. We'll see. Let's move on. Finn Balor was in the ring with, um, you know, last week. I mean, last. I'm about to say last night as I recorded this on Tuesday, right after SmackDown. Um, Finn Balor had a showdown with Brock Lesnar. Or I should say, Lesnar came out there with Paul Heyman talking all his trash, which led to Vince coming out there. And what I thought was funny in this segment was, 
when Vince McMahon asked uh, Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar that they know the story of David Goliath, David versus Goliath, and one of them said, no, I didn't read the Bible. I didn't look up in time to see which one, whether it was Heyman or whether it was Lesnar who said it. But I just thought that was funny. Um, and then Vince McMahon is going over the story, and here comes Finn Balor, and he's talking about, you know, he's going to slay the beast, and he's going to slay Goliath. And then he said, all right, well, then Braun Strowman comes out there, which I know the Shark has a question about him, which we'll get to from the realm. But he comes out there, and I'm just sitting there like, why are you here? There's absolutely no point in you being here. Um, but that gave us a match between Lesnar, I mean, uh, Balor and Strowman, which to be honest with you, I changed the channel because I'm just not interested in seeing them. They wrestled during the summer, back-to-back weeks. It was good then. I don't need to see it again. I am ready for Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar. And I know there's a quote going around where he said that he feels like he doesn't have to lean on the demon character. And I think that's a way of protecting the character because it's basically saying, look, I'm not winning the belt, so why am I going to waste the character? I could be wrong, but that was my interpretation of it. I know people are also making a big deal where he said he had more fun on NXT or he was happier in NXT. Um, you know, that's not surprised. I'm pretty sure a lot of people would say that, but I'm pretty sure the money is better on the main roster. So, also on Raw, Bobby Lashley took on Apollo Crews. Lashley came out there to celebrate, and Leo Rush, who was uh, doing phenomenal work, said... Lashley's not doing uh, open challenges. Instead, he's going to do celebrations. And then here comes Apollo Crews, which was the funniest thing was if you on Twitter, and I don't have the person who tweeted, I'm pretty sure a bunch of people tweeted something like this, where it was the two Spider-Mans looking at each other like, oh, you got on the same thing. And it was somebody doing saying that was Lashley and Crews. Um, we are starting to see some personality out of Apollo. I want to see it go a little bit further. I want to see how far he can reach because right now, he looking like a guy who could be AEW bound. Not going to lie to you. Let's move on. On SmackDown, we saw Samoa Joe defeat Mustafa Ali. Oh, man. And I'm telling you, Mustafa Ali is coming, but not just yet. Here's my prediction for the Final Four of the Royal Rumble. I tweeted that at Wrestling Round. I do think he's going to be one of those guys who's going to show out in this year's Royal Rumble. They're doing a great job in getting the sympathy behind him. First, you had him come in. You, he beat the WWE, pinned the WWE champion, Daniel Bryan. He's getting beat up by Samoa Joe. And I know a lot of people want Joe to wear gold, but he is gold, quite frankly, when he can go out there, beat up somebody, and make you ticked off of him. The real Dwayne Allen tweeted at Dwayne Allen 24. Whenever he hears Samoa Joe's music, he gets nervous. That's a thing. He has that ability. I don't care if Samoa Joe never wins a match, folks. He is a big-time player and has a big-time feel every time he gets out there. Everybody cannot do the same. Um, you know, let's, we, let's not act like The Undertaker didn't win a bunch of titles between 92 and 96 because he wasn't. You know, he was, but every time he came out there, it was a big deal. No, he wasn't losing, but he also wasn't winning championships. And I know it was a different time. I don't need Samoa Joe as a champion right now. And I hate to be that guy to say he doesn't need the belt. But right now, Samoa Joe does not need the title. 
And one of the things, if you paid attention at the end of SmackDown, um, as uh, you know, we saw Andrade versus Rey Mysterio in a two out of three falls. After the match, Samoa Joe came out and attacked both of those guys. And right there, he was showing, like, look, the Royal Rumble's coming, and I'm coming for it. And then all of a sudden, the Viper showed up. Boom! RKO. Most three dangerous ladders in wrestling. Or is it DDT? You tell me. What's the three most dangerous ladders in wrestling? RKO or DDT? Maybe, you know, and I know somebody out there is going to say it, so I'll say it for you. Yes, the DDT is watered down because it's not the same one that Jake the Snake does. But for you old school people out there, what's the most dangerous three letters in wrestling? RKO or DDT? All right, and, you know, last but not least on Raw, we saw Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre going back and forth. Um, Seth Rollins looks like he's a guy who could win it all. He it looks as he's determined more than ever. He does look like he want to be the face of the company. He's, you know, this guy, this is a guy who in 2015 was holding it down. He won the WWE championship at WrestleMania, becoming the first person ever to cash in the money in the bank at WrestleMania, shocked the world. If you remember, that is one of the first times Sports Center ran a highlight for WrestleMania. And Steve Levy, who's you know, former co-worker of mine, yes, I used to work there, could not figure out how to tell that story. Yeah, I'm saying it on air. If you go back in well, it's probably somewhere, but you know, I remember my coworker saying, like, yeah, you should have heard him say it. And he has a briefcase and he's running out there. Shout out to Marcus Garcia, uh, one of my boys who I used to work with produced the first highlight first wrestlemania highlight he produced that one but um and i'm pretty sure if you would have let marcus read it it would have been perfect that's actually how we both met somehow or another i mentioned something about wrestling boom both realized we were good wrestling fans throwing a game of basketball but that night rollins made history can he do it again time will tell I would not be surprised to see Seth Rollins and let it come full circle. Rollins versus Lesnar at WrestleMania. Why? Because Rollins has been running his mouth for a long time. So now it's time to see if the check he's been writing can be cashed. So I'm going to go ahead and take a break. I got a word from my main man, Aaron, from the No Rules Podcast. What's going on, brother? It's Aaron from the No Rules Podcast, and you're listening to Break It Down with my man, the wheeling, dealing, sarco-stealing, Brian H., brought to you by The Wrestling Realm. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. So that is my man, Aaron, No Rules Podcast. Make sure you check him and Malik out. Um, It's been a while. I guess I'll probably be doing an appearance on there soon. Yeah, I just, like, invited myself. I was on there last year. Me and shout-out to the homie, Bishop King. We were both on there. Excuse me, back in July. So make sure you check out their podcast, man. Um, they talk about sports, pop culture, and they just raw, unfiltered right here on Anchor, iTunes, you name it, they're there. Um, it's a great show. Very fine show. Very, very fine show. No, no, serious. It's a great show. I recommend you check it out. So, before I get into From the Realm, this weekend I was sitting in a house. It's under 20 degrees. Actually, it was under 15 degrees here in Baltimore. So, guess what I was doing between playing video games, working on the wrestling realm, like, 
You know, I also interviewed my man A Dazzle from the Black Wrestling Alliance, which make sure you check that out. But I also had an opportunity to watch some wrestling. So I caught up on some things, you know. Um, and one of the things I caught up on, man, was Pac, the man that Gravity forgot. You may remember him as Neville, former WWE Cruiserweight Champion. He took on David Starr. And boy, what a match it was. Not so much the high-flying stuff that you would expect to see, but it was just a straight good match. Took place at Defiant Wrestling in the UK. And those UK crowds, man, let me tell you, it's something special. Um, and I said I enjoyed the match. Now, I had the time, uh, opportunity to see David Starr in person, actually, years ago, uh, 2016. I was uh, working for WSU. And CZW. And at the time, I was working for CZW as well as WSU. I would later stop doing both, just doing WSU. Uh, So I was doing social media, and it was him versus Dave Chris from OVE, Impact Wrestling's OVE. And man, these two beat the living smack out of each other. And of course, David Starr comes to me after the match. He said, man, yeah, you know, I showed him some pictures, showed him some videos, and he asked me to take a picture of the thumbnail, like, right in his chin. It was nasty. So I took the picture, sent it to him. So, you know, I was gr- glad to see this match. Um, so make sure you check it out. It's for, available for free. Also, I had a chance to catch up on some reality of wrestling. Saw Hyon versus AQ. Uh, AQA. So that was a good match. Really, really enjoyed that one. Um you know, good women's wrestling match. Nothing like it. Uh, so, make sure you check those out. If you haven't checked out Reality of Wrestling, do yourself a favor and do so. Um, you know, it's just just one of those promotions. The production is good. Uh, you got Booker T down there doing his thing. Uh, doing his students right, man. Uh, making sure they learn the business. As he would say, learn the business the right way. So, shout out to Booker T. You know. One, of the, the, uh, without a doubt, the best African American superstar in the history. Or right, maybe some people have some doubts, but my opinion, I should say. But let's move on. It's time to come from the realm. And now for our from the realm segment, where I answer your questions from the Facebook fan page, the Facebook group page, and the Twitter at Wrestling Realm. From the realm this week. So. I got a question from last week. Shout out to my homie, Byron Dixon of The Flex Zone. Uh, make sure you follow him at The Flex Zone 1 on Twitter and Instagram. And make sure you log on to YouTube where you can find The Flex Zone, the first one. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. So his question is, does Braun now win the Rumble and get a legit push and get his WrestleMania moment and get the belt? I can't see it, man. I'm just... I think we passed the Braun Strowman train. I think it's over. I could be wrong, but I said this a couple weeks ago. Big Show Jr. Um, and, you know, which he'll win the title and he'll be transitional champions. But he had an opportunity to not fall into that stigmatism. But for some reason, they decided to turn him face. Then they made him heel. And now he's face again. So, I'm just not a fan. I was loving when he was destroying everything. Uh, saying, I'm not finished with him. You know, get these hands. But, it's just he's just real hard for me to root for. 
or watch at this point. You know, I'm, I'm over the Braun Strowman era. All right, so moving on to my man Kevin Crittenton. Kevin, uh, appreciate questions this week. Kevin's been consistent along with the Shark, who also has some questions. So I appreciate you fellas tuning in each and every week and asking questions. So Kevin's first question, what's it going to take for another company to compete against the WWE? Money aside, which defection is a game changer if feasible? So what's it going to take? You gotta have somebody who's crazy like Vince McMahon and who loves wrestling. The thing about this guy at AEW is, while it is very respectable that he has some other businesses, such as the Jacksonville Jaguars and other things, I highly respect that. But when I look at Vince McMahon, I see somebody who live, breathe, eat, sleep, wrestling. No distractions. Um, my manager on my day job has a saying, when you're multitasking, you're messing up multiple things at once. And it's really like, wow, you know. A lot of times we look at multitasking as a good thing. And it can be. But then, you know, and people may say the same with Vince now getting his hands in the XFL. But the difference is Vince established the WWE as a prime time player and he competed going much against what his father's wishes and desires, but he did it anyway and was very successful. In order for somebody to compete, you got to have somebody who loves the business as much as Vince or not more. They're saying that Vince would go to sleep. Hulk Hogan said this in his book. He said he wouldn't be surprised that if he called Vince in the middle of the night and while he was making love to his wife he answered the phone because it was about the WWE that's the kind of crazy obsession you have to have that's what it's going to take to compete with the WWE I don't see anybody having that right now could I be wrong? absolutely one of the things Bobby Heenan said in his book was 5 o'clock everybody clocked out they went home when he got WCW at WWE, it was constant work. You know, it was constant work. And who would be a game changer or, you know, if they defected? I got to go with Randy Orton, man. I don't think it's going to happen, but that's the guy I think people were like, whoa. You know, because he has a huge following that I believe people would watch. You know, over there. obviously John Cena. Also, but I think if Randy Orton went, people might be like, okay, you know, I don't necessarily think AJ Styles I could be wrong, but I just don't. Um, just because we all know he's not really homegrown WWE, he is a superstar, he's a megastar, you know. I don't think Kevin Owens, I don't think anybody, honestly, I don't think anybody who was like in Ring of Honor, and I don't think Dolph Ziggler. You know, right now, I just think Randy Orton. Um, not going to say guys like Kane or The Undertaker just because, you know, they're older. Not going to say The Rock either because, you know, we all know how that goes. So, that's my uh, point with that. Next question. Black Panther getting Best Picture and seven nominations in total. How big of a deal is this to you and the genre in general? 
think that's a huge deal. Um, not really a movie guy. I watch movies that I want to see. <laughs> um, if I miss it, I miss it. But if I don't, I don't. Um, but Black Panther was one of those movies I wanted to see. One, because I saw everybody going to see it. Um, I knew it was something big for the culture. So I went out, me and my wife. It was her second time. I was my first time seeing it. And uh, I'm one of the few wrestling fans who is not a comic book fan. So, like, when I went to BlurCon, the real Dwayne Allen and I, who was invited uh, to be on a panel with our brother, Dr. D, I was probably the only person... Oh, shout out, Corey. You know, which I learned at WrestleMania 33 when we went down there together, that... I'm one of the few people who just not in the comics. Like, you won't see... You know, I might wear a shirt if it's cool, but I, I, I have the Spider-Man video game and the movie, and same with Batman, but that's about it. You're not going to see me with a bunch of Batman shirts. Um, you're not going to see me with, like, Batman stickers and stuff. So, that's just me. Um, but, yeah, Black Panther, it was a huge deal. I enjoyed it. And maybe if that would have... Maybe if I would have been schooled to it, maybe I would have been a fan who knows? And he said, thoughts on leaks about Taker headlining this year's Hall of Fame class. Who inducts him? This is always fun. We, Me and my friend, uh, Glenn, who my brother Glenn, who I mentioned earlier from Wrestling Marks of Excellence. We talk about this all the time. Who inducts The Undertaker? It's got to be Vince, man. Um, he's the one who created the character. Sure, you could say Ted DiBiase, but how many? Let's be real. How many fans really gonna know that in today's day and age? Besides the clips that they see, um, but if it's not him, it's got to be Kane. Um, you know, his greatest rival. I will go on record saying that. Let's be real. Undertaker's character was kind of getting stale, and then here comes Kane. All of a sudden, Undertaker's loved again. Uh, people want his must-see TV again. You know, uh, you look back. Uh, Let's be real. Like WrestleMania 13, yes, he was in the main event, but Austin and uh, Austin and Brett stole his show. WrestleMania 14 now, finally the showdown between him and Kane after the buildup. Yes, uh, but yeah, look at WrestleMania 12, Russell Diesel. Okay, 11, King Kong Bundy. 10, wasn't there. 9, the Giant Gonzalez. 8, <laughs> Jake the Snake. So, um, but yeah, I'm going with. Uh, Vince McMahon to induct The Undertaker um, I think it's cool I was kind of hoping for The Rock But you know Taker's cool I just hope that it's over You know I don't need to see him wrestle again I don't need to see him wrestle Sean No more Don't need to see him as Cena So that's where I stand with that So now questions from the Shark Sean Williams Make sure you check out his show each and every week Right here on Anchor or Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast, you can get the shark. If Braun is not in the title match at the Rumble, why is he still in the storyline involving it? I think because they just know that we know Finn Balor's not going to the title, so it's like, might as well say, keep Braun around just a little bit. Not sure if Lesnar's contracted for Elimination Chamber or Fastlane, which I doubt, but... You know, I think it's just one of those things because at the end of the day, Braun lost the title match because he was irresponsible, not because he was beat for it. All right. Assuming Aleister Black doesn't reclaim the NXT title and that Tommaso Ciampa holds the belt till Mania weekend, 
who do you see dethroning him as the, as champ, and will it be at Mania Weekend? Johnny Gorgano. Um, I think that's so much right there. I, I see Tommaso Ciampa holding on to the title, and I think we get Johnny wrestling. I think that he won't be a heel, but I think he'll be a tweener. And I think he'll finally get it done because he kind of let us know a couple weeks, like. Don't get it twisted. Like, no, we not in no reunion deal. Uh, so, I think that's where we're going. All right, says, as much as I hated Baron Corbin as GM, now he's more annoying because of uselessness. How did, would you fix him? Shark, I'd send Baron Corbin home for about three or four months. Tell him just, you know what, Baron, you've been here long enough. You need some time off. Um, I agree. You know, I he made sense as GM. No, he made sense as constable because he was annoying. He did his job. But as GM, I didn't like him. He ruined Roman's title reign because he didn't let Roman defend the title. So uh, that's how I would fix him. I'd just send him home, <laughs> give him a vacation. Like, uh, who was it? Man, I'm looking right at him. Elias said, you're still wearing that vest. Last time I checked, you ain't GM no more. <laughs> you know, it's just like buried. So, And last question, but not least. We saw face-off between Alexa Bliss and Lacey Evans. Do we see a face turn for Alexa in the future? Eventually. Um, I just think that, I hope not, not no time soon, because she's such a great heel, and she can make anybody hate her. But if you're going to... And I don't know necessarily that's going to be a matchup you go. I think that was just a perfect timing to in- introduce Lacey Evans. But I don't know. You know, I just don't want to see Alexa Bliss as a face no time soon. But I wouldn't be surprised, you know. Heels and faces turn all the time. So that's what we could see. So, ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Make sure... You check out the podcast on iTunes. Make sure you go in there, subscribe, log on to iTunes, drop a five-star rating, folks. Make sure you comment and let me know you comment. I'll give you a shout-out on the show. Make sure you um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, The Real Dwayne Allen and I, you know, put some content together. So much content, so... You get bored, you want to be entertained. The Wrestling Around YouTube channel is right there. Over well over 100 videos, almost maybe over 200 videos right there. So some good stuff on there. Um, and make sure you go on Instagram where you can catch the realness tapes. Where the real Dwayne Allen, when he has something to say, he just hops on there, drops his tape, and then leaves, as he always do. Kick butt, come on the show, kick butt, and leave. So make sure you follow me at Brian H. Waters. So until the next time, folks, so long, everybody.